You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey, Nonplus listeners. This week's sponsor is the OG nerd subscription box, Loot Crate. We love Loot Crate. We've got art, collectibles, and t-shirts from our own subscription adorning our shelves at this very moment. Why did you put t-shirts on a shelf? Well, I... I didn't. It's just, it's for the ad. We've got Loot Crate stuff, you know, decor. It would be weird to have t-shirts we, on a shelf. Yes, it would, but you could put it in a frame or if it's signed, you might shadow box it with other stuff. Loot you Crate could- is the monthly subscription service that partners with entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture brands to deliver themed crates right to your little geeky hands. Choose from a ton of different crates from specific franchises like Marvel or general themes like anime, gaming, sci-fi, and more. Best part, they offer local shipping in a ton of different countries. So geeks around the world rejoice. To get 15% off your first Loot Crate order, you've got to use our very special link in the episode description. And when you're ready to purchase, use code NONPLUSSED and snag that discount. Use it for a gift. Use it for a subscription. Just don't use it late for dinner. What? Click the link in the episode description and use the code NONPLUSSED at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. I'll geek to that. And one from all of my My thing peaked, so... I just need to figure out why. I, uh, hey, that peaked again. Hey, hey, there we go. That's better. Hey, 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 <laughs> macho, macho man. Macho man. Welcome to another episode of Non Plus, a gay romp through the Disney Plus vault. That over there is my husband, Clancy. Oh, over there is my husband, Josh. And we are Non Plus, a mischief media podcast. Hi, hello. It's been a minute. Yeah, it has been. Oh, sorry. We'll get into that in just a second. Before we do, I don't know if you've been to Target lately. But spoopy season is upon us. Yes. Look, if you go to Michael's, they're already hustling the Christmas shit in. I the know. Spooky it's houses, wild. the spooky town. It's on sale. I got my first ones this year. Yeah. And then Josh walked to the back of Michael's where the Christmas village was. And on I sale. almost started crying, y'all. <laughs> anyway, the point is, tis the season to be spoopy. So head on over to mischiefmerch.com to get all of your nerdy, geeky, uh, fandom inspired yeah. spoopery. They've got some hocusy, pocusy, witchery, switchery. Hickory, dickory, dickory doc. Do. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, so close. Yeah. Mischiefmerch.com for spooky season stuff. In terms of news, we're still loving Ahsoka. Hey. Oh, yeah. It's a great show. It's a great show. Loki season two was coming October 6th. Wait, it's, it's coming on a different day? Yes. It's now uh, airing on October 5th. My Yay. birthday. Um, it's his birthday. so that's a fun present for me what else little mermaid and elemental are on the platform now yeah we haven't seen either of them so uh, i'm excited to watch this i i think we might cover elemental i don't want to touch little mermaid for so many reasons i don't want to touch little mermaid yeah so let's back burner that one unless y'all really want to hear our opinion which um which hey let us know since none of you are emailing but never mind (laughs) 
but yeah, we might do elemental again. We haven't seen it, so it might be fun to do. Speaking of things to do, um, look, it's the start of the year for children in school, which means it was the Labor Day weekend recently. Yeah, um, we took a week long vacation to Las Vegas, which was delightful. It was such a good. We had we had we spent time with family and friends. Yeah, we had such a great time, and we were so neurotic about getting our last minute plans nailed down that we did not make time to record an episode. We thought, you know what? It's Labor Day weekend. People are going to be busy anyway. Let's just do a cheeky gif uh, from the poolside and, yes. and, you know, come back the next time. And then wouldn't you know it, Clancy's got to go for, to Florida for work. So we got way off on this week. So we're just going to um, lead you into spoopy season with a rewind of the Disney Plus original Muppet Haunted Mansion. If you recall, we adored this one. Yeah, this was a, such a delightful movie. Um, I'm excited to re-listen to it again because I like... And you know, why yeah. put anybody through the pain of having to even think about the Eddie Murphy film? Sorry, ouch, ouch, that hurt, oops. Um, oh, yeah. But speaking of the better Haunted Mansion movie, yeah, arguably, I think, perhaps the last one of the three... Hits the platform on October 4th, I think. I'm have, I'm going to have I a mean, great birthday week. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think that the Muppet one stands on its own. I think that for what it is, it's really funny. Oh, yeah. And it's a good, Again, it's a good it. Muppet chapter. A good Muppet chapter. A, a good Muppet chapter? A good Muppet chapter. That really chaps my Muppet. It really chaps my <laughs> Muppet. That's a new t-shirt. <laughs> uh, the... Uh, Point is, we saw the Haunted Mansion film in the theaters. The we're excited it, for it to come to the platform. Owen Wilson There's is delightful in it. still plenty for us to make fun of, even yeah. though we love this film. So look forward to that in two weeks. Listen to us uh, talk about the Muppets right now. Um, we'll slide you right over there and uh, come back at the end to wish you well. Mush. All of our research today was done using Wikipedia, IMDb, and Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, it was. So shall we get into it? Do let's. What are we talking about this week, Clancy? Well, this week we are doing Muppet Haunted Mansion. Yes, the latest in uh, original Muppet content for the Disney Plus platform. Yeah. Came out October 8th, 2021. Literally the day our last episode dropped. It's directed by Kurt Thatcher, who's done a lot of Muppet and generally puppet work. And if you mm-hmm. look at him up at all, you'll discover he's a lover of hats. It is wear a lot of hats. Oh, yeah. Top <laughs> hats uh, and other types of hats. He's a hat guy. Neat. Um, he was one of the writers along with both Bill Beretta and Kelly Younger. Bill Beretta is one of the puppeteers and voices as well. Oh, cool. Uh, long time of both. And then Kelly Younger, also a longtime Muppet writer. Awesome. And then for the story, all of the above folks, plus Jim Lewis, who is yet another longtime Muppet writer. People who have been handling the Muppets for a while wrote this uh, little dynamic short. Yeah, which I think, and it, and it shows. The yes. comedy style, everything, yeah. Let's talk about this hell of a cast. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, Will Arnett plays the host. Yes, Taraji P. Henson plays the bride. Darren Chris plays the caretaker. Our close personal friend, Darren Chris. Yes. Uh, Yvette Nicole Brown plays the driver. You know, she and I, my very first week I lived in L.A., when mm-hmm. I first moved to L.A., I went and saw Kathy Griffin do stand-up. We were waiting for valet afterwards, and who should I be waiting behind? 
but Yvette Nicole Brown. That's delightful. And Community was on at the time, and I was something of a fan, but this was my first experience in LA, like, what's a famous person? And I didn't want to say anything. It's such an LA moment. So I waited until she took off in her car, like, she got her car, she was with a friend. Yeah. And we made eye contact as she was driving off, and I just kind of did a little wave, and then when I got in the car, I tweeted. (laughs) She liked it. She was like, why didn't you say hello? We were the only two people there, and I was like, I was was scared. (laughs) You're a normal person. I don't want to bother you. Um, Dave Goals, who's um, a longtime Muppet person, uh, great Gonzo, Bunsen Honeydew, and others. Yeah. Uh, and when we've got Bill Beretta, who plays Pepe Rolf. Yeah, Rolf. Oh, yeah, Rolf. Uh, Dr. Teeth, Swedish Chef. And a whole bunch of others. A whole bunch of others. His Pepe is... Mwah. His Pepe is so good. He's good. And I think he might have originated... I didn't look enough, but I think he might have originated the role way back when he was first introduced. That's awesome. Which I think we would have talked about on Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah. Eric Jacobson is Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear, Animal, and Sam Eagle. Yep. We've got Matt Vogel, who voices Kermit the Frog, Uncle Deadly, Floyd Pepper, Sweetums, Pops, bunch of others. Yeah. Peter Linz is Walter, Joe from Legal, Statler, Robin <laughs> the Frog, Lips, and The Ghost. Joe from Legal. <laughs> That's delightful. David Rudman is Scooter, Janice, Beaker, Wayne, and the Squid Ghost. Yes. And then we've got Brian Henson as Salmonella. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got Alfonso Ribeiro, Ghost of Fred. Yeah, he's uh, that's fu- uh, fuck, that's Carlton. That's right. Yeah, yeah this yeah, is yeah. where we get into the cameos. The late great Ed Asner as the Ghost of Claude. Yeah, um, this was one of the last things he did. Chrissy Metz is the Ghost of Harriet. Delightful. Uh, then Jeannie Mai Jenkins as the Ghost of Maud. Danny Trejo. Yes, who plays the Ghost of Hewitt? Hewitt. <laughs> So she's the Meta. She's the ghost of Mary. She's on the Best Friends podcast with Nicole Byer. She's a writer. She's delightful. And then the singing busts were a who's who of who? (laughs) Truly. uh, Craig Robinson, Daryl from The Office. Love him. Great. Mm -hmm. But then there was also Justina Machado for some reason. Pat Sajak as in the host of Wheel of Fortune (laughs) for some reason. And I've met Jeff Keighley. He's a wonderful person. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand why he's in this movie. Uh, and then John Stamos plays himself or more specifically a famous person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll definitely get into it. Um, well, do, do we want to do it? Let's do it. I mean, like it, it, obviously we've never seen this before. It's brand new. Yeah. So we're coming to it fresh, but I think top enjoyed it. Oh yeah. I had fun. This was absolutely delightful. Delightful. All right. Yeah. Let's jump in. Let's do it. Gonzo the Great is invited by his favorite magician, the Great MacGuffin, to a party at a mansion. Upon being dropped off by their hearse driver, Yvette Nicole Brown, Gonzo and Pepe, the King Prawn, who has accompanied him, meet the caretaker, Darren Chris, who, along with several ghosts, inform the pair that the mansion is haunted. Okay, so I'm going to say this just first and foremost off the bat. And I think Josh will agree, but I am not a fan of the voice of the new Kermit. I feel bad for not liking his voice 
as Kermit. He just sound it sounded like a tired Kermit. And I the thing is is that I feel bad feeling this critical about it because you know he's just happy to be Kermit. And I'm yeah. sure he's he's just, you know, he's doing his thing. I I, I, I just I, and, and I Josh and I critical. and Josh and I we we sort of like when there's a, a singing number that comes up a little bit later, we understand why they chose him as Kermit because his singing voice is delightful as Kermit, but the speaking voice I think is what I have the most problem with. It's Matt Vogel. He's 51. Um, I think he's been doing Kermit for a while. Yeah. Cause he did Kermit in um, Muppets most wanted. He did Kermit and well, he's done big bird a couple times too. So like the, he's Weird. not new. Maybe maybe I'm just maybe it's just this delivery. Maybe maybe I don't know. It's just something seemed off about the Kermit speaking voice. Um, but I've seen Muppets Most Wanted. I've seen all of the new the the Office Muppet. Like yeah, and like he Kermit sounded fine in those. So I don't I I don't know. May, may maybe this is also me coming off of I just started watching the Muppet Show, like the original Muppet and Show. And you're hearing Jim Henson fresh in your head, yes. Right. That's probably what That's it is. That's almost certainly what it is. Um because he again, as you alluded to, he's a great singing Kermit. Yes, very much so. And I've said it before on this podcast that Kermit and Piggy couples costume is basically us. Yes, like we would definitely, we would do that. We probably will do that at some point. I even mean like you going to a, a costume party as me and me going as you. Oh, yeah. Even that concept is very us and me being super into it <laughs> and you not as much. <laughs> like I'm obviously the Miss Piggy of this relationship. Um, yeah, no, you, you're definitely the more stable one in many cases. <laughs> uh, and I just, I, I, it's one of those things again where, when you see yourself represented in the media that you're enjoying, it, it feels good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say that the Swedish chef that was running through, like with a chainsaw. Is to that not attempted murder? That is a sentient pumpkin. I'll say there, Kermit. Oh, Scooter, you look great. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, the chef's carving pumpkins. Oh, well, that's a... Birthday. Okay, I gotta go, Gonzo. Uh, but don't forget the Halloween breakfast tomorrow morning. I think we're having pumpkin pancakes. Yeah, I thought they scream. The pumpkin is screaming, screaming, and everybody's just like, like yeah. it was just nonsense. Oh, and of course, we mentioned Yvette Nicole Brown as our cameo. As I was taking notes while we watched this, I thought, great, I'm gonna know every time there's a cameo because it, I mean that's the whole thing about Muppets is cameos. Yeah. They literally throw them all out. After Yvette Nicole Brown, all of the cameos get thrown at you at once. Like It's like, dish, 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 You don't dish, really yeah. get, outside of Taraji B. Henson and Darren Chris, you don't really get a moment to sit and be like, oh, cameo, no. Oh. Yeah. Because they're actually like, they those characters kind of have arcs. Uh, well, we get into what is effectively, I mean, if we're talking about their replication of the ride, it is a little backwards because they're giving us grim grinning ghosts up front. Yeah. Cause you a, start, cause you're starting off in the graveyard. And then when you think about it, that's how you, when you're in the queue at the ride, you start off in that's the graveyard. True. Yeah. Yeah. So hmm. I feel like they're mirroring the, pl the plot of the ride, but they give us that music there at the beginning. Exactly. Um, which is fine. Cause again, we don't need to see any more of Pat Sajak than we do. Yeah. Singing here. <laughs> Bless. 
But Darren Chris, honestly, delightful to see. Like he singing voice, moi. Of course. Of course. Because it's Darren Chris. Yeah. I mean, he's a delight. We saw him at the Hollywood Bowl playing Prince Eric when they did that little mermaid live thing. Yeah, that was awesome. We got to see him in concert uh shortly after we got married. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we saw him at the star kid reunion concert. He's a delight. Yeah. I would just love to see him in something where he doesn't just have to sing and also isn't a murderer in a speedo. <laughs> I just yeah, mean fair for our good friend, Darren, Chris, I want him to have roles where he doesn't have to sing. But then again, singing with the Muppets. Yeah. How could you, but to that point, he just told Gonzo and Pepe shush, shush. You don't want to wake him. And once they is. wake up and he literally like, crescendos into a song with full all voice. of them. Full voice. Full voice. Darren. <laughs> so please, so please let them rest in peace. Once they start, they never cease. And right before your very eyes. As the moon climbs high over the dead oak trees. Smooths arrive on a midnight spring. You're a bad caretaker. This isn't working. <laughs> yeah. This is why they wake up. It's because you encourage them. Because you you break into song at every every moment. At every can. moment. Yeah. Also, the song really does kind of represent when you think about the experience that is the haunted mansion and how yuck yuck punny it is. Sure. And what makes good Muppet writing, which is very similar types of comedy. They really blend super well, especially in this song. Like it all works, even though none of the cameos make any damn sense. It all works. It does. And it's not to say that you're expecting it, but you're not, your belief is not suspended. Because they're Nor does it have in, to be right. It's done. I almost well. feel like the flash in a pan, just like as you're, as you enjoy the jokes sure. on the ride. Yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, it, it was, I was so delighted. I was delighted. You're right. Darren was great. That Muppet version of the skeletal dog is perfect. Mm-hmm. And then the whole thing, uh, I mean, the, maybe they could have spent a little bit more money on the CG and made a little bit more crisp in some sections and some of the, some of the facial mapping could have been a little bit cleaner, but other than that, like it was like, Oh, right. We need to have the busts in. And I would have preferred the bust been practical on this. This set. was all done during COVID. This is the fastest, best, cheapest, easiest way to get all of this done. That's fair. But I still think that they could have had them physically in a space like the busts and then still had the projection, projection mapping heads. like they do on the ride. Yeah. I would have been fine with that. Maybe I'm just tired of seeing Pat Sajak's leathery old face. <laughs> That's what it is. That's exactly he's what kind it is. of a curmudgeon and I don't mind shitting on him. Yeah. I, he's not going to hear this. He's not. Well, I don't know, but maybe <laughs> like and subscribe. Let's keep going. Gonzo and Pepe's host, Will Arnett, tells Gonzo that he has been summoned to the haunted mansion to see if he could survive one night. If he can't, he and Pepe will be trapped there forever. While Gonzo claims that he fears nothing, Pepe is easily freaked out by everything he sees in the mansion. After meeting Madame Pigoda, Miss Piggy, Gonzo and Pepe come across a room full of several ghosts resembling their Muppet friends. The host soon appears and informs Gonzo that in order to survive the mansion, he must face his fears. Okay. Yeah. As a premise, mm-hmm. this all works. And I just love that organ opening of the Haunted Mansion. That mm-hmm. I Within these walls... Or your fears and your frights. Face them all bravely, 
to survive through the night. He's rhyming. For if by sunrise you fail this endeavor, then you, Itu Amigo, must remain here forever. Oh, oh. Nice one, guys. <laughs> It was bringing back memories. Seriously, and like, it was. It was giving me. It was giving me the feels for it's, sure. I almost hate how easily things like that, iconic Disneyland park things like that, can just right up my heartstrings. Yeah, it's almost frustrating. I will say. So Will Arnett with gray hair and that stash is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, but I don't mind staring up at Will Arnett. Same, and he's always shot from Gonzo and Pepe's point of view. Did you realize that? Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it's almost like, Oh, it's supposed to be ominous. And like, no, they're just, this is how Gonzo and Pepe would look at it. Yeah, and, and most of it is shot that way. Most of it is from their perspective. I don't, th I think there's maybe only a couple of instances where it was like, there's a couple where they're establishing or it yeah. contextualizes a room, but anytime Gonzo and Pepe are being addressed, it's generally like even when Pepe's up with the bride, which we'll get to later. Yeah. I'm just now realizing it. I didn't realize it as we were watching it, but it's so clever. <laughs> it really, really is. I also absolutely love Pepe. Like he might be my favorite Muppet. There was something so satisfying about the Pepe performance in this. Yes. And in prior Muppet stuff, I've always felt he was kind of a throwaway or always a punchline. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say he's grounded because he's clearly not. He's wackadoodle <laughs> no. and that's the best part. For sure. I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. And I love you. And the, the stretching portraits. I love these versions because mm -hmm. we've got crazy Harry as the one on the explosive. Yeah. And that's just perfect. And Janice <laughs> as the ballerina over the perfect. Yeah. All of it is phenomenal. Yeah. Honestly, that you can tell that they've really thought about how to integrate the Muppets into the haunted mansion ride, if you will. Yes. Uh, and make it seem like it was always supposed to be there. And I would say creating new Muppet characters even, but I don't know if this is a new Muppet character. Mm -hmm. It's certainly my new favorite Muppet character. Can you guess? The goat? It's the goat. <laughs> You're kind of killing the moment here. I, I meant the room. Sorry. <laughs> okay, first of all, where did he go? And second of all, what is your problem, okay? I found the way out. Secret. Buck wild. I love a screaming goat. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm still, I still don't know that they actually exist. I, I'm still not convinced that the footage that exists of screaming goats is not a person. I need, I'm going to need a goat to scream at me. But in the meantime, this legitimately startled me every time it happened because yes. it happened multiple times. <laughs> It was fucking delightful. It really, it really was. And it's also the Muppets have always sort of been present in like their use of memeing or, or yes. like cultural zeitgeist, right? Like this is, it's a little bit older of a meme, but it like, it's definitely aimed right the way it's supposed to be. Like yeah. it's, it's just, it's done so well. And like, and again, it's super, super funny. Like, that there's <laughs> Pepe is texting and getting ghosted and blocked by whoever he's talking with. And it's so funny because the, the O in the blocked, it looks like the X-Men logo. Yeah. <laughs> which I wasn't sure if that was intentional or if it's just like one of those things. Know. Yeah. Um, he also refers to, um, 
because uh, Pepe's still looking for the room with all the famous peoples. Yes. And he goes looking for Bard Pete, um, <laughs> which I just thought was delightful. But we get this photo, this poster, which I would own the poster of the great MacGuffin yeah. and his red herring peewee. <laughs> but like what I what I love about the punniness of this is a MacGuffin is the thing that ostensibly a story is about, but it's not really. Yeah. And a red herring is something that is supposed to distract, you know, it's a term for something that distracts you from yes. the main goal. And both of these are noir terms. Yeah. When you think about them, because they're both both based off of old pulpy uh, detective stuff. Sure. Um, but it just. It, it's really funny. Just red to herring. Of- just reading it. MacGuffin the magician and his red herring peewee. <laughs> it's funny for so many reasons, including the inappropriate ones. Yeah, and it's 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 got a lot of levels. Honestly, it's kind of like your tramp stamp that you have of Charlie Chapman it's, doing the tramp. What? Yes, because I I while listening to another podcast, I once thought to myself, "What would the funniest tramp stamp be?" And I thought. Well, it would be if I had a tramp stamp of a stamp of Charlie Chaplin's tramp. And I thought, well, does that exist? And yes, there was a 32 cent stamp that was issued of Charlie Chaplin's tramp. And that is what I have just above my ass crack. It's about palm sized. It's big. Um, it's quite large. And I always forget about it. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh, bless. The one joke that I missed, though, especially upon seeing this. Yeah. Is any reference to Will Arnett's character in Arrested Development? <laughs> this is the magic trick, huh? Illusion, Michael. Mm. Trick is something a whore does for money. Or candy. Yeah, something along those lines, um, <laughs> just to sort of cement the. I, they're already breaking the fourth wall so many times. Give me that. You you just gave me a screaming goat. Give me. There, it's illusions, I, Michael, not tricks. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to put it's what the, a whore what a whore does, does for money. money no, but, but you know, if if yeah, Gonzo had said tricks, and he's like, no, these are illusions or whatever. Right, like, that would have been fun to put in. And we're but they're continuing through the hallway, just like on the ride. It's very much mimicking the path of the ride, exactly. And I think there's uh, because I I can't remember is it, yes, there is a suit of armor in the California mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um. So and then you know they've got the the I love this version of the man eating plant. Yes. Uh, with the one eye stalk and the my my my. Yeah, it just like opens up and it's it's terrifying, but it's also super cute, and I want one of these. Yes. On my doorstep. For when young children pass by. Absolutely. It opens up and I, I'm into that. Same. Yeah. Same. We also get Bunsen and Beaker's cameo. Oh, yeah. As the busts that watch you. Yeah. And it's just delightful because nobody like Gonzo looks at them and then looks back at the camera and then continues on. And they're like, yeah, this is our only cameo. In this. <laughs> Be- and Beaker does the thing where you're not sure what he says. And uh, Bunsen's response I had so hoped we'd have a bigger cameo, Beaky. Me, my mama. Budget. Eventually, we find Pepe in the famous people's room, and I want a sign that says that. Famous for our, people's room. For our bedroom. Yes, yes, just that goes on the door. <laughs> I also love his... Me- the, so the way that Pepe talks and makes up words, the, the term for that is malapropisms. Okay. Uh, and it's based on a character, it's English literature, I think, who always mixed up words like that. But one of my favorite ones that he does it does in this is animal tronics. 
<laughs> instead of animatronics. Animatronics. I've I've met John Stamos. We've seen him live too. He was in the same production. Yeah, it's of like, Little Mermaid. It's like Disney was just like, hey, these people are all in L.A. Let's just bring them in. Well, and they always use them for things like this. Yes, they because do. Because John Stamos was also the chef in Little Mermaid Live that they oh recorded. My God, remember? You're right. Yes. Um, but I also got to see him on Broadway in Bye Bye Bernie, and somewhere there is a very blurry picture of me and John Stamos. And so what I'm saying is between Yvette Nicole Brown and Darren Chris and John Stamos, Clancy, you and I are like two degrees of separation from Muppets. I know. And that's pretty cool. It is. It's I'm, fun to think about. It is. It's definitely, definitely fun to think about. Um, yeah. The, the John Stamos cameo was absolutely delightful, especially when he turns into a Muppet himself. It's a large March scene where yeah. like he's and scares Pepe <laughs> out of there. It's just such a delightful because that's scratching. That's a Gen X thing. Like they're making, they've made one Wee reference already. Now they're making a second one. Yes. So it's just, there's a lot <laughs> folding over itself in this product. I just, it's, I smile throughout. I'm just, I'm gushing. I, yeah. And I think the next scene, which is where we get introduced to Madame Pigoda. Madame Pigoda <laughs> sounds like the half drag leather bear up at Folsom. Who's oh, doing no. tarot card readings while somebody's getting banged behind her. <laughs> like that's who Madame Pigoda is. Oh my God. That's delightful. Somebody again, there wasn't a homosexual in the writer's room. You yeah. can always tell. Yes, You can always tell, but yes, Madame Pigoda. Um, and then Dr. Teeth and the electric mayhem are, are the ghost band that happened in Madame Pagoda seance. Yeah. I fucking love that. <laughs> it was super, super cute. There was also, uh, Madame Pagoda was like, I don't know of anything that rhymes with bat. And well, no, 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 not bat. She's giving them directions out. And then Pepe comes back with fat rat and something else. Hat, can't, hat. fat rat hat. <laughs> and then suddenly there's this. There's a fat Big, rat in a, a hat. Rat. Uh, do you foresee a way out of here for us? <sighs> Fine. Pumpkin spice lattes and a vampire bat. You must find a door with the glowing egg set. Egg set? I don't know. You try and rhyme with bat. Oh, a uh, fat rat hat. Are you doing? Uh, right this way. And I prefer husky. Oh. Okay, go, 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 go. Wow. She is good. He prefers Husky. I have a crush on this rat. I know I do too. And he directs them to the exat sign. Yeah, it was absolutely, <laughs> it was, it, again, it's these stupid gags that are just. This is where I had the note. The jokes are actually making me laugh. I'm yes. actually laughing out loud and enjoying my time. And that's my favorite thing about it. Mm -hmm. And then just like in the ride, we go in from Madame Leota into, or sorry, Madame Pigota into the ballroom scene. Mm -hmm. And like you said earlier, you've been rewatching the Muppet shows. Tell me this is not an exact recreation of the dancing scenes in the Muppet shows. Oh, it is. Yeah. Which is itself a mimic of the laugh in like dance party scenes yeah. where they'd be dancing and then do a two line joke. It's the same <laughs> fucking thing. Yeah. It's this is good Muppet shit. It is. And that's the thing is that it's peak Muppet. And like they are, they're, they're not trying to, uh, again, they're, they're really relying on their strengths here and, and, but also like not, but also letting it be fun. Like they're not, they're not trying to do anything. 
the dueling portraits in the yes. ride. It's the yes. old man stage manager and 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 I think Sam Eagle. And Sam and Eagle. They say they go raw and they turn and they start drawing each other, literally <laughs> drawing each other. It's shit like that. It's so so that good. Is so delightful. Yeah, and then we get who's the dog? That's um Rolf. Rolf. <laughs> He's just like it's a gig and like just keeps going. And it's just like this is absolutely fun and statler and waldorf are making fun of all of them from a doom buggy dressed yes, as tourists that is where they are at like where our level yeah like when you were going through the light ride that's where they are it's and so it's, it is fucking delightful but you really know what good. isn't delightful fozzy with teeth oh my god it's so fozzy is the handbox ghost it's one of the most terrifying fucking also, things i've ever seen also um i think that fozzy was at like they filmed him at a different shutter speed or or whatever because his whole thing was terrifying. I just do I want it? Yes, as a Halloween decoration, I want a life size Fozzie slash Hatbox ghost. Yeah, because it's as terrifying as it is. It's goddamn ridiculous. It and is. then when he says Shaka Waka and his head Shaka comes Waka. off. Wait, wait! I haven't told my best joke. What happens if you don't pay your exorcism bill? You get repossessed. Shaka waka. Oh, terrible. This is not funny. CC and his head came off. Okay. The, so, the, the, Josh, I, I have a note here that says Josh screams at Fozzie. <laughs> I did. I did. He was terrifying. It was, it was audible. Like he was, he screamed out. It was absolutely and delightful. As that's happening, like just rapid fire jokes. They, they rhyme macabre with candelabra <laughs> and that and then the goat comes back it's all just fucking phenomenal yeah it paced so well i'm literally going through a range of emotions and, as i watch it and then there's a gay pig with some soup that shows up yeah and then <laughs> just like it happens on the ride the ride breaks down and you hear the doom buggy like please stay in your doom buggy fucking please. like it's just, it's so. Is it fifth wall breaking? Because it's meta on meta on meta. There's so many, it stacks on stacks. It's because so if much. you've never ridden the Haunted Mansion, you don't really get how funny that is. Yeah, I feel like, you know, spoiler alert, prerequisite, you should ride Haunted Mansion before. I guess. This, I guess, but yeah. Uh, and then we kind of get a tin pan alley rewrite of be our guest. That's all about being in the haunted mansion. Mm -hmm. the, it is also a potential merch slideshow. There's oh, a zombie sure. Muppet Tiki mug that goes by at one yes. point. It's delightful because there's lyric, there's lyrical cadences that are matches to be our guest, but it's, yeah. this bop, 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 but it's all, it, until they get to the sleepless nights, eternal laughter that just keeps chanting. Then I got a little terrified like that and Fozzie with teeth are the things that scared me from this <laughs> for sure. The constant visual references to the Muppet show mm -hmm. are delightful. They really, really are like when they're in like the tombs or catacombs or whatever. And mm -hmm. it looks like the opening scene where they're in the arches and they're doing the inspirational Muppetational. It's, it's really, it's again, it's, it's, it's peak Muppet and they just, they really do a, I, I you know, I keep explaining this or like describing this way, but it's just, it's, it's such a delight. It, it is. was so much fun to it watch. It really is. All right. Let's keep it moving. 
As Gonzo is led to room 999, Pepe meets and becomes entranced by the ghost of Constance Hatchaway, Taraji B. Henson, who plans to marry and then kill him as he meets the ghosts of her past husbands and a companion to one of them. Gonzo is trapped in room 999, which is really room 666, and faces his biggest fear that no one will like him if he doesn't do dangerous stunts. Recalling a conversation with Kermit the Frog he had earlier, Gonzo realizes that he can be great just by being Gonzo, and the room releases him. We get into some heavy existential shit at this point. You do. But the jokes that we get along the way, chef's kiss. Yeah, you get Pepe flirting and like uh, heavy petting going on. He is, look, (laughs) she is hot for this crustacean. Yes, so much. she infuses it with so much maniacal sexuality that you can tell that Taraji, it's almost as if Taraji B. Henson's greatest dream in life was to act in a room full of Muppets because (laughs) she is all but chewing the scenery. She is literally, she is chowing down. It's absolutely like, and again, she, she does such a great job of selling it. And like, you feel like she wants to fuck this Muppet. And it's a, it's honestly a great encapsulation of that story part of the ride. Mm -hmm. Cause you don't get it so much, but yes, there was a bride. She's been killing her husband. She's there right there at the end as you're about to head out into the end of the ride. It's just interesting that uh, has, has this woman fucked a penguin? Because there's a penguin and he says something that is too hot for TV. I'll be your And I will be your prom. And is is that penguin describing exactly where she thrust his beak? Oh no! Who knows? Oh no! <laughs> but as this keeps cutting, like to to Gonzo walking down the hallway and like the mm-hmm. doors knocking and stuff, we got stuck on the right at one point, literally among all those doors, and you did not like it one bit. I didn't that was that was a tr- that was a trigger moment. Was not was not into that. Um, when they have the nightmare before Christmas, uh, overlay, Overlay, um, there is music that's playing there. So it's a little bit more bearable, but when it's just this, Oh yeah. Cause they don't have the organ music playing anymore and it's just dark and the doors are knocking and creaking. Yeah. Yeah. You got a little, you got a little bit spooked out. It was, it's not great. It was funny. (laughs) Old Gonzo though. Old Gonzo looks like a star Wars creature. Old Gonzo looks like Yoda's cousin. Oh my God. (laughs) And the way his nose looked all shriveled and shit. I've seen this creature somewhere before in a cartoon and it creeps me the fuck out. Has there been a star Wars Muppet crossover yet? Well, I mean, Jim Henson did all the early puppets. Oh, for sure. But I mean, Frank Oz was is Yoda. Obviously that, that, but I'm talking about like straight up bringing the Muppets and doing star Wars. Like, has that been a thing? So there was a Muppet show stars of star Wars where I think, and you had mentioned this where they had like Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill does an episode of yes. Okay. So yes, that's probably the closest crossover, but I would love to, I would love to have a Muppets like force awakens remake. Like that would be absolutely delightful. I like family guy did all of the star Wars Mm -hmm. do that, but with the Muppets. Yes. That would be fun. Yes. If you kept them short. 
for like sure. Family Guy did. Right. But yeah, this is where we get weirdly darkly existential. And I think maybe this is something of a, an expression of creatives working out their COVID anxiety in the script of this Muppet Haunted Mansion movie. A little bit. There's a bit of catharsis happening. There really is. Cause it's like, you know, uh, even when you're trapped by the terror of the world and the, your past and the things that you're afraid of, uh, it's totally fine. And you can kind of like find heart by watching through this magic mirror to the world of your friends, having a party safely somewhere together. Yeah. Or am I reading too much into a fucking Muppet movie? Yes, but also no. I think that it was, there was definitely that intention. I feel like, because now that you're mentioning that it's, it's effectively Gonzo was on zoom and was not able to really participate with all of his other friends <laughs> because Gonzo didn't get vaccinated for whatever reason. Well, right. But that was him facing his fear and saying, you know what? It's fine because they still miss me, even though I'm not doing crazy stunts for sure. And that crazy stunt being not getting his vaccination. And now that he did get his vaccination and now he can join his friends. It's all an allegory. Now that he's spent his evening with the ghosts of the people who did their own research, he knows exactly. that he's got to get the vaccinate. No, I think we're reading too into it. I think maybe you need, you and I need to go take a walk. We, get we, some maybe, sun. we maybe do. Oh my goodness. Oh, shall we? We shall. The host congratulates Gonzo for facing his fears and tells him that he is free to go. So long as he makes it out by sunrise. After realizing that Pepe is in trouble, Gonzo refuses to leave without him. With the help of the host's candelabra, Gonzo is able to find Pepe and stop the wedding. The pair jump out the window and make it out of the mansion just as the sun rises. Yeah. Gonzo's rushing to save his friend from, yeah. from ghost marriage, and we get a shining reference. We do. We get the scariest fucking pigs that I've seen in Muppet history. It's, it's those two girls from The Shining turning come play with us i'm coming pepe shaka waka come play with us gonzo forever and ever but yeah it it was it is terrifying i i honestly would have it would have been perfect if they would have had the carpet also in terms of prints I absolutely want a, uh, uh, we have a throw blanket of the haunted mansion print. There's a new one. That's all Muppets. And I want that. They as muppified a, the, the wallpaper. Yeah. Yes. And I want that so badly. A throw rug, a throw blanket, a throw pillow, anything, something to throw that has that print on it. Absolutely. But yeah, Taraji continues to fucking chow down <laughs> on this. The, when she does the silence, and literally uh, putting butter all, all over this. She, you know, she was so excited to get to do this. You could tell. Yeah. She, sometimes people are, are collecting them up at cameo paycheck. Others. It's clearly been something they've dreamed of since they were children. hundred percent. And everybody who's shown up so far. <laughs> exactly that. There's this one part in, in the ride when you're right before you go on the, on the, um, shrinking or talling or healing or holding or who, Right. Where there's the candelabras. And if you stand under them and you look up, it's some people say it's a hidden Mickey. Yeah. It's replicated when Gonzo is falling and he grabs that candelabra. There's a shot where he's holding his hand. And I swear. Josh made me go back and we. It, lo we it looks right. It. Yeah. It looks like a hidden Mickey. And it's. Super and now cute. I want to go back and see if they had the one on the table because also notoriously. So if you don't know what we're talking about, if you haven't. We didn't, we didn't look. look. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, you've never been to the theme parks. 
they hide intentionally shapes of Mickey all over the place in the rides and everywhere. Right. And it's very specific about proportions. You know, it's a bigger circle with two smaller circles, face and ears. Now on the ride, usually there's a place setting where there's a larger plate and two saucers set for, you know, a hidden Mickey. And I wonder if that shot was intentional. It's a hundred percent. And now we need they to go back and check doing. the table and yeah, see if we, we're going to go back and check the table. They end up getting out. They're in the graveyard. And Darren Chris is out there just like bewildered that they could get outside. Or Wait, and it's so it funny them. because that's technically how you leave on the ride. You go out the window of the attic mm-hmm. and you ever so gently fall to where the, the caretaker is. And that's when you get grim grinning ghosts and you're going back out through the graveyard. Yeah. Um, I like that they had headstones already made for them and Pepe's was uh prawn, but not forgotten. <laughs> So and it was just so fucking delightful. Uh, 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 I And I mean, that's really all I had for the section. Same. The host meets them at the gate, revealing himself to be the great MacGuffin, who was very impressed that Gonzo was willing to go back and save Pepe instead of saving himself. The hearse driver picks them up and Kermit the Frog calls asking to meet the pair for breakfast. Kermit comments that Gonzo and Pepe should bring their friends along and Gonzo and Pepe turn to see the hitchhiking ghosts behind them prompting them to scream as the special ends. Pee-wee was literally a red herring. Yes. That stuck out of a little fish, his pocket and had a French accent. (laughs) I couldn't. You are the great MacGuffin. Voila. Bonjour. Je suis Pee-wee. Give us a kiss, huh? Okay. This is the creepiest thing I've seen all night. Let's go. I, I, I guess you can't come with us, right? I've made peace with my fate. This is my home. These are my friends now. Bon ami. Well, oh, and we totally skipped over the part where Pepe was eating grapes that had spiders on them. Scorpions. Were they scorpions? The, no, they were spiders. No, they were scorpions. The bride oh. was feeding him scorpion-covered grapes. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were just gushing about Taraji. For sure. And this, again, would have been a great opportunity for them to make a, a reference to arrested development they could have and yeah. that would have been the perfect opportunity for will on our net to say illusions pepe and then that fucking goat again the screaming goat <laughs> comes back oh i just loved him it's so funny much. i had a note here about the hitchhiking ghost which i love the puppet version of but for some reason in my notes it became hitchhiking cishets which <laughs> said yeah they're always a problem hitchhiking I mean, cishets are cishets. such a problem yeah <laughs> And but then, yeah, the screaming goat comes in at the end, and I th- I think it's the third time it's used. It is. So it's it's just, it's perfect comedically. Oh, good. Uh, oh, why don't you bring your friends with you? Friends? What friends? Get it almost every night. And when that moon gets a bit, it's done so well. And we get this weird rainbow over the logo after the it's just like, all right. Everything's it, happy. And then we get dancing in the moonlight as sung by the entire cast. Over the credits. Yeah. Phenomenal. <laughs> it's so good. Phenomenal. Uh, in terms of budget, we don't really have any information on that because this is just on Disney Plus. Yeah, and I didn't check Box Office Mojo to see if they did any math. And they wouldn't. Um, generally with this sort of thing, we're not gonna get numbers like we do with the movies. Generally. Yeah, fair. 
So, and I mean, we're only as of the time of recording, we're not too far from when it had launched. So maybe it's just that reviews haven't come out yet because I also couldn't find anything big in the review section except for uh, IGN movies. Critics gave it a 91% total though. Yeah. Uh, And Tara Bennett at IGN movies says it's a seasonal winner because of the ingenious mix of Halloween with too much love properties that all blend together perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. I I completely agree. The viewers were about 78%, which baffles me. Yeah. I don't understand, but also this is, you know, a lot of these are coming seven hours, 11 hours ago. So you know, it's, it's still, an, evol- it's it's an evolving fresh. situation Again, as of recording. It's still fresh. Yeah. Um, we had a Siri B who is saying, finally, they brought back the real Muppets family fun and a perfect combination of cheesy jokes and nostalgia Muppet show moments combined with classic, di- with the classic Disneyland ride. That is also ch- a cherished memory. Uh, we'll be watching this every Halloween with the kids. Absolutely. Aaron Super D cute. four stars. Just what he needed. Silly and wonderful return of my favorite Muppets. Yes. Yep. Uh, Cody W uh, gave it five stars saying a haunted mansion filled with Muppets. Now I'm seeing everything lol. Uh, which again, this is, and I, and I have kind of been holding off on this, but much like they do the nightmare before Christmas overlay, they could easily do a Muppet overlay at some point during the year yep. of Muppets on haunted mansion. It would be, it seems like, if they don't do it, it's a missed opportunity because it's it's it would be delightful. I feel like some of the bolt like when it's like the the ghost that's clearly just a hand with a sheet over it. Yeah. I feel like part of part of the reason those are so simple is exactly that reason. Not to say that it would be easy. Like I don't want to if any imagineers are, are listening, I know that your job is hard and that you there's a lot of thought and imagineering that goes into it, but I feel like this it feels like such, a winning idea. It really, really does. Oh, this was such a delight. Let's do some quick trivia before we wrap things up. Shall we? Yeah. Uh, the address of the mansion was, uh, 924. Yes. Uh, this is a tribute to the birth date of Jim Henson, who was born September 24th, 1936. Oh, that's precious. Yeah. This was also the first Muppet special to feature Matt Vogel as the voice of Kermit, the frog. We were a little bit critical, and we then were. we did some additional research. We did. Um, but Vogel took over for Steve Whitmire in 2018 after he was dismissed from Muppet Studios. In the past Muppet productions, Gonzo and Rizzo the Rat have been like the featured duo. But, you know, this will be the first time that we've seen Gonzo without Rizzo the Rat and Pepe being kind of the uh, partner, you know, mm. in it. And Rizzo was also voiced by uh, Whitmire. Whit- Steve Whitmire. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was he was just kind of apparently he was just really kind of crappy to work with. He like would make a lot of like huge demands oh. and just like and it's be- kind of odd. This never came up in either of our other because we talked about Muppet Treasure Island, which is Gonzo and Rizzo. We yeah. talked about, like I said, Christmas Carol, which again is Gonzo and Rizzo. But honestly, like I'm all for getting I mean, rid of if somebody's being toxic in a workplace. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, get rid of them. And like, honestly, again, the Kermit that we had in here. Great Kermit singing, singing voice. He'll probably come into his speaking voice as as they continue. You can backpedal all you want. If you're listening, Mr. Vogel, we apologize for yes. our earlier harsh critiques. Yes. If they still made it into the show. Yeah. But I'm going to assume you're not listening because <laughs> let's be honest. It's such a cute, fun ride. Such a good ride. It's also very interesting to listen to a show from two years ago where I used to think I was real precious about edits and I am more precious now, but get them done so much faster. It's almost like the repetition makes you better at your job. It's almost like four years of doing this 
And hey, I feel like I've finally found the editing voice and I now terrified to let anybody else do it. Point is, um, <laughs> we loved this. Yeah. We are excited to bring you the new Haunted Mansion next week. Next time, next show. Next next show, not next, next show. week. Clancy is going to go to Florida for work. Yeah, I'm genuinely terrified, but I'll be fine. He's, he's going to be fine, ladies and germs and biological worms. I don't know. I was trying to suddenly make that an inclusive phrase, but then mm -hmm. I realized, hey, at least I said ladies and nothing else. And then it just all derailed. The point is, thank you all for listening again to yeah. this episode. Clancy, where can they follow us on social media? Uh, they can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and X. Yes. We, I mean, we have an Instagram. I guess presumably we could also have a threads. Yeah, we really should just get rid of. I I, I just, I Apparently hate. Apparently they're going to start charging for it now. I just, yeah, it's so fucking stupid. So anyways. I don't, we're look, on I don't need media. to bring my real work into my fun work. Okay. You know, what, you know what? Tell them what we control, which is our email. We can control our email, <laughs> which is suggestions at nonpluspod.com. If you do want to hear us cover the Little Mermaid, we absolutely will let us know an email. There's something on the platform and all you want us to get. Look, we're about to start planning for next season. Yeah. We know for a fact we'll be doing youth basketball gym double teamed at some point in the near future. But other than that, yeah, we've got a calendar to fill. So send us your suggestions. Send us an email so that I have a reason to open that box. Yeah. That's what he said. That over there is my husband, Clancy. And over there is my husband, Scary Josh. And we have been nonplussed. Nonplussed. We are nonplussed. We're nonplussed in the dead of night. I don't, you just, why? I, <laughs> I don't you're the know. worst improv partner. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I was trying to sing to the tune of Grim Grinning Ghosts and make something goofy out of it. And you I just what what part of Grim Grinning Ghosts was that? It's the music from Haunted Mansion. What are you talking about? Yeah, I guess. What do you mean? Yeah, I guess. No, <laughs> it's the song. It is. The song. What the fuck? <laughs> That was me nearly breaking this stool. Remember, I'm a large man. And it pops like that. It's just the bottom. That's what I said about my ass. But here we are with my sciatica. Uh, starting November 4th, we've got. Uh, you go ahead and click back to the other side and hit a marker because November 4th. Yeah. Okay. Got is going to go at the end it. in the outtakes. I got it. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and hit a marker where I while I find myself. Um. Go ahead and hit that marker with the help of the go hope. Kerman. Kerman. <laughs> Remember, get an extra 20% off your $50 subscription to Knowable with code nonplussed and enjoy hundreds of hours of educational content ad free. 
Just download the Knowable app and use the code NONPLUSED for 20% off your subscription. Again, download the Knowable app and use code NONPLUSED when subscribing for 20% off. Knowable, comprehensive podcast-style audio courses for the curious mind. And for cutie patooties like you. Oh. And remember to get 15% off your first Loot Crate order. Click our very special link in the episode description and use code NONPLUSED at checkout. To get 15% off your purchase. Get your geek in the box. What? Geek in the box, girl. You're going to get us into trouble. I'll get to that. Oh.